what's that? You lost your internet connection again? Well, my friend, either your downloading habits need to be curbed, or you should get a new internet service provider. I'm with AOL, the fastest, most reliable internet connection on the planet. I can even talk to relatives overseas through the internet without missing a beat. You're with who? Austin, buddy, they're not quite what they advertise themselves to be now, are they? Well, there are no surprises with the internet service provided by America Online. Oh, want their number? Here it is, 855-411-PAIN. AOL. Visit us on the web at www.aol.com. This is the Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcasts. Now for your hosts, Matt the Commish and Alex the Mush. Hello everyone, welcome to episode four of the Fantasy Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcast. Starring myself, Alex the, com- the Commush, the Big Mush, and Matt the Big Commish. Hi Matt. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Thanks for butchering that up really quick on an intro, man. Good thing, we do, good, thing we, good thing we do a lot of takes on this. Rehearsals have been stressful this week, man. I mean, it's like we've had none. Wait, we, we rehearse? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, Thursday night game has already happened. That's how late-breaking this one is. Um, and uh, we can briefly discuss what has happened in, in that lovely uh, kitty-cat matchup between the Bengals and the Jaguars. It was a real cat fight. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, you're going to get better jokes. Um, yeah. Let's make this short and simple. CJ Uz, whatever his last name is. Uzoma. Uzoma. Fantasy relevant, or is he just another tight end that Daniel's going to throw money at and put on his roster? Well, I, I see that to, to as, as of our recording time, uh, Saturday afternoon, he has spent a whopping $0 and still has not added him onto his roster. He can't. Oh, well, then what do you know? Uh, then that solves that problem. We'll have to wait until Tuesday and find out. I'm I was asking what your estimated number. That, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to set the bet as to how much Daniel spends on CJ Uzoma to be, I'm going to put it at $25.50. 25 and a half. Okay. Hopefully that goes under. Under at minus 500, over at plus 250. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Uh what was some other thing news? Joe Mixon getting injured on the final drive is something that we will probably talk about or we'll hear about. Right. Yeah, it, another it Joe Mixon. That's not news. Every year we hear Joe Mixon gets hurt. Shocking headline? Never. Never, never, never. You hate to see it because he's been doing pretty good so far. Nah, I mean, so, and I'm, this is not me bashing my own team, uh, but I did hear this analogy from another fantasy uh, expert. Joe Mixon is literally Damian Harris with just more volume. It's a horrible, horrible comparison, but I get it. He gets a lot of carries, nothing in nothing in the passing game because they have those three receivers, or two receivers right now, but uh, they had three receivers at one point. Um, and now they have a tight end. Um, anything yeah. to, co- uh, to cover on the Jacksonville? Obviously, DJ Chark got injured. Mm-hmm. Carter so, field in the first quarter, so that was not good. You expected Marvin Jones to maybe get a little bit more volume, but maybe you should ask Tim Faz how that worked out for him. 
Uh, all three catches for 24 yards did not work out for that. Well, well Viscus Chenault's going to be the wide receiver one going forward, in my opinion. They uh, getting, a lot, getting a lot, of, getting a lot of the underneath work. Um, I yep. also think the uh, the Jaguars have I came to the conclusion that they need to like emphasize making a run, for, uh, running the ball. Uh, I think Daryl Bevel's finally understood uh, to run the ball on the one Robinson yard. is good. Run the ball on the one yard line. <clears throat> not, not a not bitter still still not bitter about that daryl nope. bevel um for those who don't know who daryl bevel is he's the stupid offense coordinator for the seattle seahawks for many years and he was the one who decided to throw the ball on the one yard line so there you go there's my daryl bevel reference um, there, Darryl there's bevel. Our bevel rant for the, for all time hopefully that's the first and last time you'll get that and uh we'll save that for podcast uh, glory at, at a later date and time. Uh, Daryl Bevel and Matthew are BFFs. That's all you need to know. Till the end of time. Um, James, Rob- James Robinson going forward needs to be started in all leagues. I'll say that. Uh, needs to be started in all leagues. He's going to get all the volume work with Carlos Hyde on not 100% healthy, which is uh, soon. Oh, we got a, a dad sighting in the background. Yeah, they just wanted to let me know that they've left listening to the podcast up to the pokes in the league only. That they've just they've heard enough about Joe Mixon and they said, "Screw it, I don't need to hear any more about this podcast." <laughs> My league in day is ruined. Uh, what ruined. was I say? Um, what else? A lot of other injury news happened over the weekend too. It mm-hmm. Seems like it seemed like a week. The last weekend was a weekend ago because it was about a week ago. It feels like it was a long, long time ago from a galaxy far, far away. Let's just do a real quick injury roundup, I guess, um, just to kind of see what has happened. Um, Antonio Gibson has traveled with the team to Atlanta, so there is a chance. You're saying there's a chance that he is going to play. He's going to play. Uh, it's not shin splints. It's a shin bruise. It's, he's going to be fine. Moving forward. Next. Uh, Gronk will not play in his return to Foxborough. Yep. Um, Chase Claypool will be out against the pack. But they will return um, to, to Deontay Johnson from his knee injury. Like he's going to play. Yes. Um, Josh Jacobs has another limited practice. Keenan Allen just seems like maintenance on a limited practice. Le'Veon Bell has been moved to the active roster. Um, Josh Jacobs is a news or noise, team. news or noise. I'm saying noise. <laughs> He's ringing uh, the noise bell on Le'Veon. Ah. Le'Veon Bell, who didn't get activated, is Rashard Bateman. She, he practiced this week and he did not get activated from the injured reserve. So, uh, Marquise Brown, wide receiver one, one more week. Yep. But they are going against a tough Denver secondary. So, uh, that will be very interesting to see how that plays pans out. Did drop two potential touchdowns last week. Yes, uh, Mar- Marquise Brown did against Detroit. Um, the Tickers. No, they're the Lions. That that's the, the cat Lions. Team up there. Yeah, that's I another guess. Lion. That's another cat team. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, this just in: uh, Le'Veon Bell available on waivers, just in case you really need some help there. Um, could make his debut against the uh, the horses. Oh. We also Denver. forgot about the New York Giants and how they're all on injured reserve. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. They're all Giants. They're all terrible. Moving on. That, Sterling Shepard is on is out for this week. I think he's gonna be out two weeks. I would say. Uh, same with Slayton. Slayton mm-hmm. should probably be out for the rest of his life. Um, he's he's just he's just he's just not. He just doesn't have it. I get it. I I get it. 
I, I know why you, you it, it, it is what it is. Um, John Ross has been activated from IR. So um, hopefully he is truly healthy enough to uh, go out there and make some kind of positive impact into that wide receiving core. So who knows if that's worth your while. Rashad Bateman for Baltimore, the rookie, is traveling. Uh, so that is hopeful to add to their receiving court as well. And I think that's really it. Um, not, not too much. Uh, no Marquise Velquez Scantling. The law firm. Oh, Mike, probably... you know what? We, we we totally forgot the, the big Gahuna. Oh. Got injured last week. And we, we, didn't, we haven't covered it yet. The big oh. Gahuna. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Go ahead. Christian McCaffrey. Hamstring right. strain. Uh, this just happens with a lot of people who are very, white. very, I mean, they're just, they work out all the time. So they oh, strain. So it's not a white person thing. Okay. It's not a white person Sorry, thing. Never. Um, Sorry. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> so with, with him, he, cause he works out every day. He's a workout junkie. Um, things, so strains do happen and they just need rest and recover. Um, I think the three weeks is going to be his timeline on it. Um, I think he's going to try to push for two. But we've seen Carolina be very, 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 very conservative when it comes to injuries. They also did lose J.C. Horn to injury as well. Which Like Antifa conservative or are we talking like a different sort of conservative? I'm confused. We're talking like your great grandfathers in the Great Depression when you ask them for a penny for a soda. Oh, I got conservative. You. I got you. maybe not well, your great grandfather, others maybe mine. Yeah, who knows? I think they grew. I think growing up with six kids coming off the boat and and then into the depression uh, in, in New Jersey is never easy. So I'm pretty sure they were pretty pretty tight on the wallet too. Um, spe- speaking of folks tight on the wallet, free agent watch. Not a lot of action on the free agent movement marker. Not as much spent this week because, well, some people don't have any. Um, <laughs> what, we'll Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is not going to play this week. Or he... $1 was traded this week. Oh, yes, $1. There was a, there was a proposition uh, from myself to Mr. Austin because everyone on Austin team, Austin's team gets injured. And I, was, I really want Jimmy Garoppolo – to lose his job to Trey Lance, so Trey Lance could be a Trey Lance show in the uh, for the 49ers. So he agreed to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo to have that. Oh, whoa, this just in breaking news. <laughs> Bucks tight end Rob Gronkowski suffered multiple fractured ribs last Sunday and si- is threatening to sideline him for multiple weeks. Initial x rays were clean, but follow up MRIs were not. We held him. Uh, we held hope all week to be ready," said one source. Uh, so, mm. with that being said, Gronk is by far, by far, by far, I by droppable. far, not droppable. He's going to be on the IR. Uh, probably be put on the IR. I'd say next week. Broken ribs usually means three to four weeks minimum. Just what? rest. Just rest. Recoverage. Oh, Daryl Henderson's going to probably come back this week, but. We know, just like Joe Mixon, Darrell Henderson is the same way. He's fragile. going to get fragile to the be the to be the least. One shot to the ribs, and he could be back on the sideline. So I would tread lightly if you have Darrell Henderson. 
Because you also got to remember they have it's a short week next week because they get the Seattle Seahawks uh, the next week uh, on Thursday night next week. So two games within five days. So something to keep an eye on. I don't think Darrell Henderson gets a full workload. I think it's be a 50-50 workload uh, for this week, and then they'll see how he how he is for Thursday and try to give him a full workload. Then that's my speaking, best guess. Speaking of things, last week quick run around the divisions and matchups that happened in our glorious fantasy football league. Uh, the tits defeated the Swamp Balls, 131-98. to Sunday Funday had a fun day beating Harry, 137-111. The Commissioner defeated Frank and his Bourbon Hunters, 156-118. to Ben's Bathroom Bouncers defeated Austin, no surprise there, 122-81. to Two in a row for Tim. He wins in an odd-numbered week. Uh, Light the bells. Between Daniel and Fletcher Cox. Daniel winning that one, 175 to 171 for Daniel to get his first one of the year. The Mildred curse may have been broken. Uh, And then I lose to Cobra Kyler because none of my teams showed up, 132 to 165, which brings me to a really interesting point. Clark scoring 165 points was the second most, the third most this week, the second most in a winning tip. So far, through three weeks, Cobra Kyler has beaten their projection by sleeper every single week. And, and not by a little, might I add. He's doing so in most weeks by double digits, at least 20 points in some, 30 in others. But he has soundly been, for most weeks, been beating up his projection. Is this a little bit of sustainable high scoring for him? Or do you think it's going to come back to earth at some point? I'm going to come back to earth. The only other person to have overbeat, overscore his projections is you, Matt, the commissioner. You have beaten your projections twice um, and only gone under once. To that end, on the other side of these projection spectrums, myself and Harry in the pillow fight of the week have never beaten our projections so far this year. Hopefully that does not change, and hopefully it means Harry gets his first one of the year because it means my team deserves to be a dumpster fire like it probably is. Um, everybody else, you've only beaten your projection just once. That's everybody else in the league. So pretty resoundingly, uh, projections have been, uh, unkind to how your successes may or may not have come out for your season, which leads us into week four. Week four. Woohoo. Woo. Well, we're here. Um, we've made I mean, injuries have been there. COVID's still a thing. Uh, COVID is claiming people, uh, as we've seen, over the week with Antonio Brown, and then there will be others. I don't um, think as, t- as many, though, as last year. I feel like there was more of it coming up last year. I feel like more of the players have been properly vaccinated, um, and those that have not somehow have, uh, you know, skated around it to this point, so good for them. Fun fact, what was the only team last year to not have a positive test? The Mid-Florida Muppets. Oh, in NFL-wise, oh, you jackass. Oh, 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 oh. Well, Cam had it, so he was on my team last year. Couldn't have been my team then. Um, uh, the Jets? Nope, they had they had a couple cop positive cases. The only one that didn't have a positive case from preseason all the way throughout the season was the Seattle Seahawks. And what did it get them? Nothing, but I just oh. thought it was funny to talk about. Anytime you can get your Seahawks on, I feel like you can just feel a little bit prouder of yourself. I don't know. That's just just a bit. Just a bit. Um, so far through the Thursday games. Um, 
Tits and Fletcher Cox did not have anyone in the Thursday game. Daniel and Austin did not have anyone in the Thursday game. You are leading Cobra Kyler 14.7 to 13.7, all thanks to the Cincinnati Bungles defense. Mixon and Jamar Chase, each with 13.7 points, but it is the Bungles one point giving you the early lead. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. Don't get too excited over there. Um, I know. The two teams who have beaten their projections each and every week get to match up against each other. That was my vote for match of the week. But no, not to you lovely folks out in uh, out in fantasy world land. It's, a, it's the Tool Time Bowl, Tim and Alan. <laughs> yeah. The Tim Allen Bowl. The, the Tool Time Bowl. Uh, presented by, uh, what was it? Um Home Improvement. Nope, Home Improvement. I don't that remember. Show Home Improvement. Yeah, but I felt like some brand name. Was, Binford was Tools. Binford Tools. The Binford Tools Tool Time Bowl. Yes. Uh, all all we need is the uh, the uh, the fuzzy. Uh? Uh? Want to talk about that game? Sure. Let's get it out of the way. Um, Tim and uh, Alan. Alan. Uh, already right now, it looks like. The, because due to Marvin Jones coming back to earth and only catching three balls for 24 yards. Um, and then George Kittle is probably not going to play against Seattle. It doesn't look pretty, pretty good right now. Um, overall, I wish you would have probably, I wish you would have held out on Marvin Jones and played your, uh, your stud in Deontay Johnson. Um, but Looks like the Tim uh, Tim's gonna suffer the losses of a even week this week against the Allen. Allen goes to four and zero oh and shows why he is been a constant, constant, underrated. constant underrated player that should not should not be discounted whatsoever. Trifled with, he, he but, makes everyone else's Sunday unfun day. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! Look at you. Dad jokes galore. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, let's talk about the tits and the cocks. Uh, boys in the... <laughs> Wait, what do you want me to do? It's the, 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 they're the tits and it's flex your cocks. I'm naming so... my, my, name and my team the, the Washington Foreskins next. Oh, here we go. Great. <laughs> Just bring that awful thing back into play. Oh, I, it's going to be a one week. It's going to be one week whenever I face you. I don't even know when that week is. But I'm gonna don't, change don't, don't get your hopes up. It's it's probably coming up closer than we even want to imagine. It's probably going to be like week eight. Um, no, it's not week eight, darn. Because that's when I feel like a bunch, I have a bunch of players on by. No, but I don't get anyone. We don't see each other for a while, man. Like week 11. Two months. Ugh, okay. Anyway, tits and cocks. Um, they go together like uh, lamb, and, uh, lamb and tuna fish. Um, this is a close one. On paper, uh, boys in the desert think the tits can shake it out, um, so that that's good for them. Um, I don't know about the Tyson Williams start um, in the flex spot. I, I may uh, think to maybe give Marquez Callaway a little bit more run. Who knows? It's the Giants, they're terrible. Just absolutely awful. Hot garbage. Whatever. I'm on, I'm going to be one and four at this rate, uh, even though I've only played four weeks. So I, I can just mathematically figure that one out uh, much better than the rest of you. Why did I turn Canadian there for two seconds? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I've been hanging around uh, uh, the CFL too much. Anyway, um, Andrew's awesome. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to leave this one to Andrew because uh, I, I just feel like the Zach Moss train just keeps on chugging along. Uh, 
Um, and that's going to certainly be the difference in this one. Uh, Zach Moss, I feel like he's going to have a very good game against the Houston defense. That's been meh at best. It's kind of crazy. Like if you think like he gets benched in week one. Oh yeah. And then he goes against Miami, Washington blows them out. And then now uh, Buffalo doesn't have a fuck. It has, they have a great schedule coming up till week 11 and then week 11, it gets kind of a little bit, a little bit dicey for them, but no. they have a good Why little run of things. When I face you at Jared Allen looks absolutely stupid. It's just mm, indie. Ugh, whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's the way of the world. Anyway, we want to talk about, uh, want to talk about, um, oh, let's see. Hmm, there's a good matchup here. How about, uh, let, let's have you talk about, I'll talk about uh, you. Fine. So let's say, okay. Now, coming into this, you would say, man, am I going to state Joe Burrow versus Jacksonville? Or am I going to st- start Aaron Rodgers versus Pittsburgh? Mm. I would have told you to start Aaron Rodgers. That seems to make sense to me. Yeah. But the Harry goes and plays Joe Burrow and gets bailed out in the second half because Joe Burrow looked like, God, he looked like Joe freaking. Montana. No, he looked like Jay Fiedler out there in the first half. Oh. If you know Jay Fiedler. He I looked thought you were like, going to say how he looked in the second half was like Joe Montana. Oh, from the first half. The first half, he looked like Jay Fiedler or, okay. or Vinny Testaverde out there, like towards the end of his time. And then he turned into like Joe Montana out there and started lighting them up. And they started running the ball, which, ugh, idiots. Um, wow. Tampa Bay Rays won 100 games this year. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> just keep rubbing it how I'm just awful at sports and everything. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, and then Tyler Boyd becomes, become, uh, comes back to the realm and shows why he is the wide receiver one in the for the Cincinnati Bengals, not the Cleveland Bengals. Um, DeAndre, it doesn't matter. DeAndre Swift is going to get more run. He's I feel like every week he's going to get more and more. Mm-hmm. He's getting more and more involved in the carries and in the passing game because he's checked down Charlie from Jared Goff. Um, Saquon Barkley is going against a tough New Orleans defense, so getting 17 points is going to be tough, in, in my opinion. Um, Aguilar is a t- is. I mean, I guess I start Tim Patrick over Aguilar any day of the week, but hey, to each his own. Yeah. Um, that Tampa secondary can easily be passed on, though. That, that's the thing. Yeah, but... If you can get the ball out. But... Aguilar does one thing right. Drop the ball. That's that's one bad. That's that's oh, one of the oh, so that's two things he does. Okay, fair enough. He runs straight. Oh, 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 oh okay, okay. That's he fair. runs. He runs straight. He's gonna get the wide receiver one treatment. Um, I think there's another guy that's for New England who's gonna step out of the step out of his way and step up in that game. But we'll share that on in a little bit next. Our next time. Mm-hmm. The next time, all right, we talk um, because I don't want to give it away, um, but I will. If I, I will eat my words, if uh, like I always eat my words. Um, it's unfortunate luck for you, um, losing AJ Brown and T Higgins. So you went wide receiver heavy, back to back weeks. Yep, and you lose two two wide receivers. AJ Brown could be two to three weeks with his with the hamstring strain. Uh, Tyree Kill needs to be needs to put up monster numbers again. They come back to the fantasy world uh, like he was in week one. But right now it is not good. Not nope. good. Not nope. good. Not good. Not good. Yep. Um, 
Going to be close. I think Harry pulls off the upset this week, goes to one and three. Um, Alex, our, the mush, goes to one and three and starts to panic. Okay. Yep. That's great. That's wonderful. Hi. Just like your little eggplant. Can't, can't, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Eggplant parm for everybody. Um, <laughs> let, let me talk about you then. Is that fair? Yeah, go ahead. About talk you? about me because I'm probably going to lose. Fine. Um, the projection um, artists that Sleeper is can never seem to get it right with these two because uh, they just keep blowing the projections out of the water. Uh, the two-headed monster of Dak and Zeke um, against Kyler and Mike Davis? Or it really should be Kyler versus Najee, but whatever um that that's a push in terms of how that that those two are going to line up um i feel like um this one based on what the boys in the desert say should continue to give cobra kyler an undefeated season um is it here just dallas goddard really feel like a disappointment so far uh tight end 14 on the season to date uh and snap percentage has only been going down um, Devonte Adams looks as much as the wide receiver one of fantasy that everybody knows and loves. Um, so Denver, de- ten- Tennessee defense against, uh, the jet offense seems to be a smart move. Um, hopefully Antonio Brown hasn't been hampered by his COVIDness. Um, hopefully he does get a good amount of snaps this week and, uh, it would probably be Chris Godwin. He's, he's due to get the shaft, um, and, and miss out <laughs> on targets. So that seems about right. Um. Yeah, he'll beat him on the golf course, and he'll beat him in fantasy. I'm gonna give this one to Clark. It's like reverse juju. I hope you're. I hope you're going with right there. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe um, Daniel knows. No, maybe. Yeah, go ahead. You can talk about Daniel and his and his matchup, right? He I think breaks that's... the curse of the Mildred appearance. I feel like every time Mildred's come on, he has lost. Uh, but he has somehow broken that schneid of the Mildred appearances. Oh, um, hello, boys! Oh, yes. I miss Mildred already. I, I, we gotta see if she's doing okay over there. Um, I'm not sure how Sheffield United's been, but I'm sure it's not. Oh, let me look at Sheffield United and how they've uh, been it's doing. It's not been a banner year for the Blades since they're down in a lower division. Um, but it's a Another issue for another sort of football podcast. Oh, Sheffield United lost to Bournemouth today. Oh, the Cherries, yes, two to one. Solanke, um, four ball, hey, Liverpool. Wrong football, enough. Okay. Let, Solanke scored a goal for Bournemouth. He's a shark, a big fat goose egg. Not good. Um, that That's not exactly a winning formula. Debo is. Terry was not scary. Josh Jacobs, maybe he returns to at least the lineup. Maybe not fantasy relevance. Um, I probably would have put Gaskin or... I think they're going to feed Barber a lot more than the projection says um, because Gruden has a hard on for him. Um, no Gronk, no problem. Just plug in Austin Hooper. Yeah, good luck with that, Austin. That's going to be a real blast. I uh, hope that trade does well for you, too. Didn't do well for one. Jesus Christ. Um, Daniel, I'm going to say nice things about you. I want you to stop what you're doing. Make sure you're paying attention. I know we're about 26 minutes into this podcast. So you might have fallen asleep right now. So Daniel, you're going to get to 500 only because you're playing the injured reserve that is 1-800-411-PAIN. We should probably put out a class action lawsuit against you, Daniel, 
for all the damage we are going to hear about from just the misrepresentation of how you are going to somehow now win the glorious fantasy football league after winning two straight games. We might have to sack Mildred forever because you may have beaten the Mildred curse because, again, you will win a second game only because you're, you're going against the doormat that is Austin. And Austin, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Reality sucks. Uh, let me tell you, I, I'm dealing with reality right now, and um, it, 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 I'm, I'm not as injured as you. Don't get me wrong. You, you, you've, you've said it. Near, I don't know if it's a record for bad luck and injuries in one season, but it's pretty high. It's an incredible list of guys who are just down and out for Austin right now. That's to say. So, yes, Daniel wins. Daniel wins. So, we've already done Tits and Fletcher Cox. We did mine and yours. How about the other Shatsman? Uh, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let's do it. Bourbon yeah, Hunters versus the Swamp Balls. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, oh, I don't care, guys. Talk about me all you want. Yeah, um, I'm going to make the sort and sweet. Uh, the Bourbon Hunter should win this matchup because James Robinson went off uh, Thursday night. Give him a good little lead here. Um, Swamp Ball's missing out on Chris McCaffrey, which does suck. Um, Handcuffs. Yeah, but... Yeah. But we should... <sighs> anyway. Anyways, Chuba was a phenomenal talent in college. Yeah, you should have made a priority and got him in the draft. But... Um, he's not a. I wouldn't say he's a premium handcuff, Chuba, because we didn't really know. He's not like Pollard. Like if if Zeke Everett were right. to get hurt, Pollard's, Pollard's like. Pollard's and Madisons of the world are rare. I get. That. Yeah, or you're a Cream Hunt, but you have you have to start Cream, Cream Hunt now. Startable though. My biggest thing is Kenny Galladay, man. Oof. Kenny Galladay has to has to finally has to show up sometime. Against New Orleans, it's not going to happen. He. You, you you're gonna you cannot start Kenny Galladay with any sort of confidence until you start see, seeing something actually happen on the field. Correct. Correct. And I'm a Giants fan. I can't. I just can't. I don't and know that's and that this is the same thing goes for the Bourbon Hunters, which Kobe Myers. Okay. There it is. I'm gonna that's tell you a stat that I that I heard of. Okay. Oh, good. Can you? I obviously gonna give it away. The okay here I gotta word it right. Yes, please. The player this uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is has the most receptions. The most receptions in NF in an NFL in his NFL career to mm-hmm. never score a touchdown. Ooh. At like a hundred and four receptions. That's- that's to a, never score a touchdown. That is high. That is really, really high. Um, and it's really not even close to the next person who's under him. But that was something I was like, wow, that's a pretty crazy stat. So if you can't find the end zone, yeah, you could be mild. You could catch the ball from Tom Brady and you can catch all these things when they had no receivers and do all these things and be that next man up mentality. But in the grand scheme of things, what's really going to happen? If someone's mm-hmm. gonna pass you, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen this week. Sorry, Frank, you're gonna learn the hard way. And when I told you so, I told you so. Uh oh, not good. Well, that's no. our projections for week four. Um, but so I don't get it. Like you, see, so you, before you're like, oh, and I'm not gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start uh, Cordell right. Patterson as my as my second running back. But you won't start him as a flex now, and you start Jacoby Myers over him. Come on. 
Come on, dude. Get your get your get your head right. Please remove your bum from your head from your keister. You know. Yeah, I mean, also poor roster management. When you know Carlos hides out, you got to throw him an IR and pick up another person. But that's called a pro move. That's that's the difference. A lot of that going on. Not a lot of pro moves with roster management. Yeah, I will say that as for someone who's won the league multiple times, you have to work the roster. You cannot just be stagnant. If I could tell you one thing or one thing only, if you want to be stagnant, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have like. You have to control COVID like Josh did last year. The hex. And you have to do things that you just can't control. You have to do the right roster management to make it work. Um, Now, to get back to why Sean isn't doing that is because he has Will Fuller on his IR, and he can't make any changes to his roster, so he is just staying put with what he has, and he can't make any adder drops or roster changes until he does that. It's just not smart for him to do that. Correct. So he's just holding right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though, he sh- even though he just dro- should drop Paris Campbell like it said. It really... Like a bad it. habit. Yep, that's fair. So uh, that that pretty much sums up what we feel may happen here in week numero quattro. Um, preview of next week's games. Muppets meet tits. Uh, Tim and uh, the Swamp Balls have a run-in in the bathroom. Uh, the Bourbon Hunters and Sunday Funded, I feel like just goes together. Um, flex your Harry Cox. Um, wait, that's not his name. Well, they're playing each other. That's there. Never mind. Uh, flex your Harry Cox. Flex your Harry Cox. Yes. Uh, oh wow. Uh, um, today's episode has not been brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, this just in. Uh, Cobra Kyler versus one eight hundred four one one Payne could go to five and zero, oh, and Matt could get out of the five hundred snide and the beat Daniel Bowl. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh man, do we? Do I even need to play next week? Like honestly, let's 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 talk about this. Just nail it in now, man. Do do we even need, like? I'm gonna, Daniel. If you're listening to this, can you just like wake tell up your again. team? <laughs> just just wake up now and tell yourself, <laughs> I'm gonna win this week. I'm gonna get to what two and two what? and two. Two and two. And I'm gonna face off against Matt next week, and I'm gonna win. To go back to, at go 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 back at go back into bed. Go back to sleep. Go, go hibernate for another week and come back because you're gonna get a loss. Just just this mark has an L in the calendar. You haven't beat me before. What's gonna change it now? Let's just keep moving. Or keep as, moving. <laughs> as the dread pirate Roberts once said, "Go to sleep and dream of women with large breasts." Uh, sure. Princess Bride. Sure. It's the Princess um, Bride. It's a classic. How dare you? Sure. I have. I just haven't watched the Princess Bride in a long time. Um. Really? Uh, anything really? Uh, the really other housekeeping stuff is. Oh, I do want to thank. I do want to thank. Uh, also being a good sport. I mean, if I would be pissed, so pissed off if my whole team lost, went to IR, I'd be scramble mode. One dollar. Times ten. Um, but. <laughs> uh good on you uh, i i mean you're i mean obviously i know that you're uh you're not fully into this uh this fantasy stuff but i i thank you for being making it fun and everything like that um but he, he makes it fun i'll give him that uh yep. pre- pretty hefty uh 
price tag on Peyton Barber too. He, he was the big spend on this week, thirty bucks for. You know what? To be honest with you, Peyton Barber, it looks like he could be the, the running back one there because I don't think. I mean, let's be honest. Like Josh Jacobs has not looked good for like it's since his rookie be year. I'm sure between those two. Well, if, if well, if Josh if Josh Jacobs doesn't like actually like Josh Jacobs doesn't even play, like what no, if he doesn't I know even that. play? When he's finally healthy, I feel like it's going to be a timeshare between the two, and the hot hand is going to stay with Peyton Barber because John Gruden has a hard on the size of the Al, Gord, Al Davis torch for that boy. It's ridiculous. What, so let's talk about this too. I mean, I know we're, we're kind of going off. John Gruden's hard on. Why are we talking about that? Let's stop. No. What happened to what's what's going on with Darren Waller? I mean, week Ooh. one through the roof. Like, is it prime? Is it just called prime time, Darren Waller, or is it just Darren Waller got fed in one week? I don't know, man. He looked automatic after week one as the mo- like, and the defense like we can't let this happen to us every week. I, I feel like they kind of wised up. Uh, on that one um it's it's been a a steady decline in terms of uh targets i feel like at least to me when i'm looking at it from from what waller's been doing thus far uh, again week one he, he looked insane 19 targets seven in back-to-back weeks that's starkly starkly less uh, but the snap percentage has also dwindled each and every week. It was minutia week two. I get that. Double-digit drop in week three against the Finns. Of all the defenses you could torch, the Finns should have been the one you torched. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I mean, they're, they're, a, good, they're a good defense. They just don't have everything. I mean, I don't know. Um, when your quarterback goes for like, so is the... I think Derek Carr is the most passing yards in the league right now. Nuts. I mean, he's getting, he's if you're still over eighty percent, that's still good. I mean, you got to think of the grand scheme. That's still really, really good snap share percentage. Yeah. But I mean, he's still a double digits. But I just thought like how we got nineteen targets. He was gonna like replicate at least getting fifteen targets a game mm-hmm. of how much he was getting fed. But I don't know. He's gonna have a tough matchup though this week against the against Derwin James though. Who has more passing attempts so far, Derek Carr or Tom Brady? Uh, Derek Carr. Uh, and that's the first time Matt's been wrong all episode, ladies and gentlemen. We'll mark that down here. Make it known Matt actually got something wrong. Tom Brady, through three games, has thrown the ball 141 times. But, to his credit, he has the most completions as well. That's a pretty pass-happy offense. Really? Yeah, no run game. It's amazing. All, all, Carr, though, right behind him at 136. So you weren't off by too much. You weren't really? off by too much. Yeah, 100%. The only reason Trevor Lawrence is in first place is because he's now played four games. He has Everyone else has a game in hand on Trevor Lawrence. So oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Misleading stat for Trevor Lawrence being on top in the temps. But that wouldn't be surprising. He's got the arm young enough to do it. It's not like he needs to be on a pitch count or an innings count. Wrong fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, that's a good question. What's another big surprise for you so far in this early fantasy season, aside from oh, Waller's steady decline? Uh, I mean, I want to say decline. I just thought he would get a lot. I thought he was going to get a lot more, but I think they're just. Oh, I mean, still seven yeah. targets, still good. I can't. We can't say anything bad about Darren Waller. I just thought we would get to be getting more. That's all. Would um, you say the bigger surprise is Cooper Cup as wide receiver one, or Mike Williams as wide receiver two? Mike Williams, hundred percent. I mean. We we've seen we we see that we know the talent of Mike Williams, but 
we thought by far the alpha dog when that alpha was was Keenan Allen, and we when we honestly thought all thought that was going to be the yeah. big guy. Um, I think everyone's saying that though, like everyone. Oh yeah, is 100%. saying. This guy is, is a literally... Clemson talent that was fantastic in college. Finally, an offensive coordinator shows up for the Chargers and, and decides, oh, he's actually good. Let's actually use him. And they finally are. They finally are. So I feel like that's great. Cooper Cup as wide receiver one is surprising. But it's, but... Not, a, it's not that surprising. I mean, you got to think of it, too. It's like he... He was a touchdown machine at the beginning of his year, beginning of the beginning of his career. Then he kind of did nothing, and he was kind of like just a a, a a yak guy, yards after the catch, yep. um, and a route runner, really good, really good route runner. But um, he's just taken it to the next level with Stafford. I think there's a lot of things behind the scenes that were that you really don't see in the stat sheet. Obviously, with they run a lot of pick routes, and Robert Woods is doing a lot of that dirty work. I think yep. it's going to go back and forth. I think. Robert Woods will come back into the scene. Um, he will have the he'll have a have a, a Cooper Cup type of week, and then everyone's gonna be like, oh, "Okay, it's it's just it's just the offense is good." But that offense does look very good for the Rams. Um, and that Arbery's defense coming in fall. This just in. That is true, Bobby Trees. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that that those are my big surprises. At least running back doesn't seem to be. Uh, in my mind, all that surprising, but the, the I would say the parity uh, in terms of what's available outside of Derrick Henry is pretty pretty stark. I mean, th- there's I, I I still don't feel like there's a lot of separation in, in the running back category because there, there just hasn't been aside from Derrick Henry. Well, Cordo Patterson performances. Cordo Patterson has been a surprise. I think. I think that's There's one a person. Cheat code calling him a running back, though. Yeah, I mean, he does run the ball out of the backfield, mm-hmm. um, and he does get a lot of the he does get a majority of his snaps out of the backfield. I think a big surprise for me too is um, when it comes to running back, an underwhelmment would be, I would say, uh, Antonio Gibson. I think a lot of people thought Antonio Gibson would be uh, Christian McCaffrey like snap usage and mm-hmm. passing game usage, but Ron um, Rivera offense, all that. Hundred percent doesn't doesn't seem that that's going to be the thing right Not now. Translating yet? No. Um, the age disappointment, Saquon, we kind of faded I mean, him pretty heavy. Everyone kind of faded Saquon pretty heavy because of the snap percentage, but I mean, he is getting monster workload now. Good to have Saquon going forward, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's good for football, not just fantasy. It's it's pretty it's pretty like what I uh, Leonard Fournette be taking over the 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 main role um, for Tampa even though it's a pass happy offense um, really not I mean there's really not much to say because there it's just such a it's such a cluster at the thirty mark I mean I know it's still too too small of a, uh, of a sample size. Um, Tyler Lockett's been surprising too, but he's been catching a lot of deep balls from Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, and, and then and that's not been translating back. Debo's been playing really well too. That's that's another person who's been playing out of his mind. I'm gonna give you five names. All right, and let me know if you think, as of right now, without really peeking, hopefully, uh, five names. Do they have more or less fantasy points than Tyreek Hill? Okay, five names. Ready? Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf. 
Uh, less than Tyreek Hill. Correct. Justin Jefferson. More. Correct. Uh, kind of hinted at Debo. Brandon Cooks. More. He's been reception monster. He has been the workhorse in the Houston offense. No doubt about it. Um, Terry McLaurin. I'm going to say less. Correct. By all of five points. Because I think Tyreek went off on week one and hasn't really done anything since. No, uh, he hasn't. Last name, Amari Cooper. I'm going to say less. By three Mar- points. Mar- Mar- Amari Cooper hasn't done anything since week one either. Yep, 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 yep. 42 points from Tyreek Hill in week one. Since then, he has combined for a total of 15.6 fantasy points on eight catches for a whopping, whopping 70 yards. Oh, and a fumble for good measure. Oh, but he did have some rushing attempts. Because that's what I banked on when I grabbed him. Hey, no one cares, man. No one cares about your team. We're talking about fantasy in general. But I'm a mush. Um, Big surprise, too, is Gronk. Gronk has been been a monster in the red zone. Huge. So I think that's another big surprise that we could say. Um, Who gets the targets now at tight end in Tampa Bay? Are they going to O.J. Howard or Cameron Brate is somehow fancy relevant again? Cameron Brate is going to be my, uh, I would say, my tight end sleeper of the week. Oh, so Matt, so Daniel, get your fab money ready. Cameron Brait, let's go. $25. Let's do it, buddy. You got this. Yep. Cameron Brait is going to be my, uh, my tight end uh, of the week. I would say the waiver wire special. Well, I'm going to give you this, give this, uh, give us out after every year, every week. Yeah. Yeah. But current wide receivers available. Right now, for week number four, we have Jamison Crowder, Cephas, Zacchaeus, Alan Lazard, Adam Humphreys, James Washington, Khalif Raymond, Anthony Miller, Van Jefferson, and Quez Watkins. And that's some other interesting names on here. Uh, my wide receiver um, pop-off for the week is going to be Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is going to be my waiver wire uh, guy of the week who I think is going to play very, very well, um, meaning because MBS is out, um, and therefore he's going to get a lot of run in that wide receiver two spot uh, opposite of Devontae Adams and has a good chance to easily break his projection and have a lot of people try to go ahead and uh, put some fab budget together to get him. All right. I think we've exhausted ourselves for the last 40-some-odd minutes of fantasy <laughs> Manning, as if we're bringing up Alan Lazard and fantasy relevance. Um, but you never hey, know. Hey, you know what? You guys never are know. asking for it. You guys are asking for something completely different. Here you Help go. Help us, Mac. You're a champion. I need to know your ways. And if you're wondering, I am not picking up Alan Lazard, so you can definitely pick him up if you would like. And if you do, if he does go off and you picked him up and you play him, I just You're expect welcome. the che- I expect the check yeah. to come back my way. Yeah. All, all he asks is, uh, the, the, all, all the all the commissioner asks is your loyalty and, and appreciation when the time is asked. Um, that you, you you pay your respects to the commissioner. Um, that'll do it for our episode four. Uh, please 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 ask us if you want us to, to keep doing this because we do. 
I know I do. Do you want to keep doing this, Matt? I do. I eh, want to. I I like doing this. I I'm just personally busy a lot, so the sorry this came back mm. so late. Um, mm. so um, I like doing it, but if no one likes, to, no one really watches it, and no one really cares, then I don't really want to do it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, but so, but anyways, for you all, you for all you, uh, you guys out there, if you do like it, please let us know. If you don't and you don't care for it, um, let us know too. So then we can kind of get an idea and see if we're really wasting our time. Cause we do, I mean, we may do this as a one shot only kind of attempt at it, but we still like to have some sort of run at it. It would be nice. Yep. It would be nice. And to even hear your voices on this pod would be yeah. nice. I mean, honestly, if you guys want to join and uh, join talking to us, I mean, yeah, I love talking to Alex, but having another point of view would be great. So I don't have to like talk about my strategy all the time with you guys and you guys can like figure me out. That would be nice. But anyways, be... let's end this, end this uh, pod. This is Matt, the commissioner. That is Alex the Mush. Thank you for listening. Uh, and we're pros. We are professionals. We'll see you next week. Want to know where the bikers of the best independence day pies get their filling? They wouldn't give away their secret, but hell, we will. Everyone down from the Senate to the streets goes to Uncle Harry's Pick Your Own, a farm known by generations of Henderson specializing in berries that make pies go red, white, and blue. All the other farms are green with envy, so you'll know where to turn. Down Interstate 42, just north of Bakersfield. Book for the giant American flag made of fruit. That's Uncle Harry's Pick Your Own all summer long.